In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. I'm sharing these meditation thoughts on Wednesday of Holy Week. Three days ago, we celebrated Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry of our Lord Jesus Christ into Jerusalem, the beginning of that week we call Holy Week, in which we commemorate the Passion, the death, and the burial of our Lord before entering into his glorious resurrection from the dead on Easter Sunday. Well, tomorrow we relive the moving events of Holy Thursday, which begin with the Last Supper in the Upper Room and conclude with the agony in the Garden of Gethsemane on the Mount of Olives, followed by the betrayal of Judas, the arrest of Jesus, a horrible sleepless night of physical and emotional abuse of Jesus in the home of the High Priest, as preparation on Friday, Good Friday, for the mock trial before Pilate and the bloody events that we call the Passion of our Lord, culminating in his death by crucifixion and finally the burial in the tomb until he rises again from the dead on that day we call Easter Sunday. Well, returning to the events of the upper room, we contemplate Jesus washing the feet of his disciples and drawing forth the lesson, You call me Master and Lord, and so I am. If then I, your Master and Lord, have washed your feet, so should you wash one another's feet. Jesus then says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love than this no one has that he laid down his life for his friends. A short time before, this same phrase was used by Simon Peter, who boldly asserted, speaking to Jesus, I will lay down my life for you. Jesus, in fact, does lay down his life for us. Peter rashly declares his readiness to do the same for Jesus, but instead, he ends up denying Jesus three times, as the Lord predicted. Will you lay down your life for me, Peter? Amen, amen, I say to you, the cock will not crow before you deny me three times. Notice the wonderful interplay of this phrase, laying down one's life. Jesus says, there is no greater love than this, than that one lay down one's life for one's friends. Peter declares, I will lay down my life for you. Jesus challenges him, will you really lay down your life for me? No, you will deny me three times. Yes, that night, Simon Peter did not lay down his life for Christ. He denied our Lord three times. Yet, he did lay down his life for Christ some 35 years later in Rome, also by crucifixion, 
And according to a long-standing tradition, he chose to be crucified upside down because he did not consider himself worthy to be crucified as the Lord was standing upright. He had learned the hard lesson of true love, a love rooted in humility, a love received as a gift from God, a love that imitates the very love of Jesus. My friends, can we love like that? Can we really love like that? Yes, we can. We can love to the point of laying down our life for love of God, for love of others, for love of spouse, for love of children, for love of brothers and sisters, for love of friends, even for love of strangers, for love of the world. But we must be clear on this point. True love is always sacrificial. That is to say, it is modeled after the love of Jesus for us. Pope Benedict put it this way in one of his marvelous encyclicals entitled Deus Caritas, as God is love. His death on the cross is love in its most radical form. It is there that our definition of love must begin. There's a lot of content in those words. Jesus' death on the cross is love in its most radical form. And that's where we must begin to learn the meaning of love. Jesus on the cross, that is absolute love. That is radical love. Not abstract love, but concrete, specific love. Individualized, too. St. Paul Later on, experiencing this amazing love of Christ Jesus, the love of God the Father, the love of the, which is the Holy Spirit, but especially and specifically referring to the love of Christ in his crucified form, he says, he writes, He loved me and gave himself up for me. Jesus loved me and gave himself over for me. And you and I can say that too. Every one of us who has been baptized in Christ Jesus, every one of us who claim the name of Christian, we can say the same thing. We can say it to our Lord directly, you, Jesus, you, Lord, you have loved me, and you have given yourself up and over for me, for me and for everyone. I remember a story of a romantic young man who was courting his beloved. In a written letter to her, he declares this boundless love. Darling, I love you so much. I would climb the highest mountain for you. I would swim the deepest ocean for you. I would do anything for you. By the way, I'll come to see you on Thursday if it doesn't rain. Contrast that with what we know firsthand of hard acts of sacrificial love that have the sweet aroma of Christ in them. A soldier throws himself upon an unexploded hand grenade to protect his brothers in arms. A man who drowns saving his son. A pregnant mother who refuses cancer treatment until a child is born and she dies in childbirth. A wife who for months and even for years nurses the broken body of a husband 
after he suffered a terrible accident at work, and so on and so on. Are these examples of sacrificial love rare? No, they're common. I dare say that many of you listening to this audio recording have been witnesses or even protagonists of similar acts of sacrificial love during your lifetime. We read about them. We know of people who uh, personally who have experienced them. And perhaps we ourselves have been among that number. This phrase, laying down one's life for love, should ring in our minds and in our hearts as a constant theme. Why? Because we are Christians. That is, called to imitate Jesus Christ himself. Called to be other Christs. But where? When? How? Should we await extraordinary and dramatic situations for this to occur? Certainly not. If such should occur, of course, we should try by the grace of God to meet the challenge, the challenge of the extraordinary situation. But the real challenge, you and I know very well, lies in the everyday situations, in the humdrum tasks of daily life, in marriage, and in family, in the workplace, in moving about our local communities with people we don't even know personally. I like this point St. Osmere wrote in his book, The Way, point 204. Many who would let themselves be nailed to a cross before the astonished gaze of thousands of spectators won't bear the pinpricks of each day with a Christian spirit. But think, which is the more heroic? But let us not forget the bitter lesson of St. Peter. We cannot lay down our life for love of God or for love of others by simply wishing it so, or by some Herculean act of the will. It's not a matter of stoicism, gritting your teeth and putting your shoulder to the task of sacrificial love. No. We need to receive love in order to give love. That is why Jesus, who declared in the upper room on Holy Thursday night that he would lay down his life for his friends, also gave them, and through them, us, for all time, his body and blood. In the first sacrificial banquet, anticipating the bloody sacrifice of the cross the next day. This we, we live every day at Holy Mass and Holy Communion in the Catholic Church. Without this food, the Eucharistic food of the body and blood of Christ, we will never have the ability to lay down our life in true love for God and for others. Ultimately, and this really is the finality of our Mass and Holy Communion. Again, I quote Pope Benedict, same encyclical letter, Deus Caritas Est, paragraph 14, God is love translation of that encyclical, Eucharistic communion that did not lead to the concrete practice of love would be intrinsically fragmented. Love can be commanded because it has first been given. That is a powerful insight. Love can be commanded. 
that is, God can command us to love him and love others as he loves us because it has first been given. He's referring specifically exercising love by way of overflow from Holy Communion, from the sacrificial display of love on the altar of the Mass every day or whenever we attend. This is a call to each and every one of us to move beyond, way beyond, the paltry, the petty, and at times the utterly silly notion of love we human beings have forged for ourselves. This is a call to Christian maturity. This is a call to human maturity. Demanding? Yes. Impossible? No. Impractical? On the contrary. This is the key to a whole life and to a whole happiness. And it can't be lived right away in the very circumstances of our life right now, at home, between spouses, with parents, with brothers and sisters, with friends, with classmates, with fellow workers, and with strangers on the street. You and I are called to be Christ, this tremendous lover, to use the title of a book written in the 20th century that says everything by the title itself, this tremendous lover. St. Maria, in a wonderful turn of phrase, used to refer, refer to Jesus as el loco de amor in Spanish, the madman of love. What a beautiful way to put it. Of course, it's not madness. It's madness according to the criteria of the world. It's the, it's the madness of the world in its considerations. But according to the logic of God, according to the logic of Christ, this is not madness. This is utter sanity. And this is a source of real happiness. May we aspire, really aspire, to lay down our life every day as far as we can in bits and pieces, sacrificing ourselves with that love of Christ that he puts into us through the great gift of Holy Communion. Mother Mary, after Jesus himself, only you penetrated the depths of sacrificial love. You, whose soul was pierced by the sword of grief at the foot of the cross. You, whose everyday hidden action was an offering of sacrificial love for God, for Jesus, for Joseph, for the members of your extended family, for all the people of Nazareth. Without any spectacle, you, Lay down your life for love. Teach us to do the same. And we finish with this beautiful concluding prayer that St. Josemaria always used for his prayers, preaching out loud or praying alone. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect.
my Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. May you have a holy week and a holy and happy Easter season, meditating and living out with joy the laying down of your life for love.